It's not the Zade. It's not the story. It's the Zade story. Welcome back to the Zade story. My name is Kevin Zade, and I'm still attempting to come up with a good name for an episode such as this. An episode where I am co-host-less. I have thought about Kevin's Corner, and I like the sound of it, although I think it might be too cutesy. So, if any listeners out there have a good idea for a title on these solo episodes, you can tweet us, at Zade Story, call us, and leave a voicemail at 971-209-2717, or leave a comment on our Facebook page, or on the website itself. But for now... I will simply say, welcome to episode 33, Kevin Reviews the Score. Let me preface this episode with a little background. During our review of Triple Nine, we asked the listeners to share with us via Facebook their favorite heist movies. One of our listeners shared via email that one of his favorite heist movies was The Score. Now, that film recently became available on Netflix... And since I hadn't seen it, I decided to sit down and watch it for the show. Watching this movie didn't take much convincing, since I love De Niro, I love Edward Norton, and Marlon Brando has recently wowed me as I rewatched The Godfather. I also love heist movies, so this film is right in my wheelhouse. Let's begin. Excuse me. Can you help me, please? Last Norman? Yes. Two blocks this way, one block that way, to the left. And you're right there. Okay, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Nick. I'm Max's guy in the customs house. 24 guards. This is a very big payoff for very acceptable risks. $30 million. Nine video cameras. All right, paint me a picture. I got floor pans. I got security completely wrapped around my finger. Sorry, sorry. Four alarm systems. I can handle the system in there if someone else can break into this box. After this, no more jobs. This is the last one I'm doing. I'm quitting. quitting. How many times you told me that in 25 years? All to protect a safe that has never been cracked. You gotta admit that this kid did a pretty good show. Thank you, thank you. I run this operation down to the smallest detail. If I think for one second you're not living up to your end of it, or if you hold out on me in any way, I walk. Understood? That doesn't work for me. I've done this down to the last detail. Don't put me on the sideline when it's time to collect. Don't do it. It's a dangerous game you're playing here. Are we clear? Yeah, we're clear. I'll take some respect from you for starters. How about that? The score is a film from 2001, directed directed by Frank Oz, starring Robert De Niro, Edward Norton, Marlon Brando, and a few others. De Niro plays Nick Wells, an aging thief looking to get out of the game. He does jobs for a mysterious man named Max, played by Marlon Brando. Max shows up at Nick's jazz club, offering him one last job that will make him more money than he needs, to settle all his debts and leave a clean, free life. The only problem is that job is in his hometown of Montreal and would go against Nick's code. This is where we are introduced to Jack Teller, played by Edward Norton, 
He is the guy on the inside, the one who has the plan and the way into the vault. But he needs Nick, who is the only one who has the skills for cracking a safe of this magnitude. Jack trying to make his mark in the game. Nick trying desperately to get out of the game. And Max kind of like a manager or something involved in the game. The game in which all the players, besides a terribly written female character, are looking for the score. Paramount Pictures and Mandalay Pictures present... Who's this? Cousin. Cousin. That's my cousin. We've all got family here, which is nice. In 25 years, I've never worked with a gun, and I'm not going to start now. Next time, don't bring a gun. Robert De Niro. Edward Norton. Angela Bassett and Marlon Brando. Can you get me the bypass codes? You want to talk or you want to see what I got? Got it. It will take all of them to get it. TikTok. But only one will keep it. Do you think I'm stupid? Do you think I don't see what you and Max are doing? When did you start thinking you were better than me? You trying to talk me into taking a sucker's share on a score that I set up from the beginning. This whole game is one big long shot. And if you don't have the discipline to stay away from the gambles, then one day you will go down. It's inevitable. You want me to list the ways I can burn you? We either work this out right now or I will take you down. Now, I decided to do something many critics do as they watch movies in order to write reviews, which is take notes during the screening. Now, this, in my opinion, is not a good way to enjoy an experience, but it is a kind of fun way to watch a movie with intention on thinking about it in a critical way. I wouldn't do this for a movie that you are really excited to see, but if it sounds interesting to you, it is kind of a fun experience to take notes as you watch the film. I will put a picture on Facebook of my pages of notes that I took during the score if you guys are interested in seeing them. So let's get to the nitty gritty, my favorite and least favorite parts of the film. The first scene sets up perfectly as we see De Niro opening up a safe during a party and mid-heist a couple enters the room where he is. This scene is great. My first note says, holding my breath. De Niro is a great reminiscent character of Heat where he is precise, calm, cool, even in the middle of a highly stressful situation. This movie starts out great. We then go into the credits where we watch De Niro switch cars, cross rivers and bridges, and by the time he gets home, we have lost the edge and are settling into the plot. Enter Brando, who looks old, tired, and huge. This is not a streetcar named Desire Brando. This is not on the waterfront. Brando. This guy is clearly not doing very well. As the plot develops, the movie starts to feel dated and a little overdone. Then enter Edward Norton, who is acting like a character who has some sort of handicap. This acting job almost makes me turn off the film, but as that character melts into the Edward Norton character we expect from Edward Norton, and him and De Niro start fighting, it pulls me right back in. Edward Norton is a fiery and fierce actor with a mouth on him like a sailor and an intensity in his eyes that seem to present a character that walks on the edge and may not be too far from the actor himself. De Niro 
is the ultimate cool. Nothing bothers him, yet he is not to be trifled with. He demands respect without asking for it. He is the absolute gangster while being the absolute senator at the same time. He can silence you with a stare, but if you don't catch it, he is prepared to unleash a verbal lashing that will reduce you to a tiny ball of shame. To cut this segment short, I will leave it here. De Niro and Edward Norton are wonderful characters and quite believable amongst a setting that is as old as film itself, it feels like. This movie has a lot of negative things going on here. First off, the writing is not good. It feels old and lazy. Talk about your token characters, starting with Max, the Marlon Brando character. He's obviously phoning it in. This character is uninspired and clearly there to only facilitate plot. Angela Bassett is terrible. Maybe only because of her character and her written parts, but we have no knowledge of her relationship to De Niro, and the real disappointment is that the only female character in the movie is reduced to a cliché dialogue and only present there to give De Niro someone to convince that he is not going to do any more jobs. He's out of the game. And speaking of cliché, Jamie Harold plays Steven, a nerd who for the right price can hack into the most high-tech security with just a few cracking of the knuckles. And of course, he lives in his mom's basement. Because in heist movies, where do all internet hackers live? Their mom's basement. Terrible, lazy writing. That is my least favorite part of this movie. So let's get to rating this film. Now, while I really hated the writing and three out of the five characters were terrible and poorly, poorly written, the action scenes and the chemistry between De Niro and Norton pull this film all the way from what should have deserved a one into a solid three. And if you haven't seen it and love heist films, I do recommend it, although it will never be among the greats for me personally. I think it does deserve a watch. It could have been a four if they maybe just had one more key character that didn't just phone in, or maybe just a rewrite on the script might have helped. Some of the feedback our listeners have given us is that they'd like to know some more fun facts about the movies we watch. Well, it's harder to do for the new movies based on spoiler alerts and uh, and just information out on the on the newer ones. I took this opportunity to take a 15-year-old movie and look into some fun facts. Now, I didn't do a lot of research. Most of what I found was just via IMDb or Wikipedia, but I thought it might be fun to get to some fun facts about the score. First and foremost, Marlon, Bland, Marlon Brando, Blando in this movie, and Robert De Niro both won Oscars for their interpretation and depiction of Vito Corleone in The Godfather, 
one for Marlon, and two for De Niro. This is the only film that stars both of the actors. I found that very interesting. And this is also the final role that was completed from Marlon Brando, who ended up dying in 2004 at age 80. One of the things that Brando is notorious for, if you do any research on films, is Brando was terrible to work with. And in his final scene in the score, he's supposed to kind of smirk as he's watching a television newscast. Well, Brando refused to smile in the final scene, so they CGI'd a smile in the final cut. And you can totally tell. I rewatched the scene two or three times, and I would cover up his mouth and then cover up his eyes during different, and you can totally tell them stretch the lips. It's actually a really terrible CGI job. And uh, in my personal opinion, I think the movie would have ended better had he not smiled. I think Brando, as difficult as he was being, should have left it a straight face. And I think that they made a mistake in CGIing a smile. This movie's only saving grace in De Niro and Norton was almost Michael Douglas and Ben Affleck. If this movie had been the two of them, I don't think I would have watched it, period. Now, this being a heist movie and a crazy final safe that they have to break into, there's some technology here that appears to be made up in the movie, but the guys on Mythbusters in episode 59, they prove the safe-breaking method De Niro uses as plausible unlikely but plausible i found that fascinating to find out that you could actually open a safe the way that they're doing it and lastly this is the fact i wanted to end with due to the weather of the filming location marlon brando due to the heat was often caught walking around the set naked now That would have been enough for me to leave, I think. You guys can chip into that. Marlon Brando in the score, walking around set naked. I'm surprised they had a crew at all. Well, folks, this is the end of the solo review. Leave a comment if you enjoyed this episode, or if you would prefer solo episodes to follow a different format. Maybe one more like the music episode, where we look at top five music moments or top five De Niro scenes or Norton lines. You can we love your feedback. You can always chip in emails, the voicemail number I left at the top of the episode. Uh, if you guys have an idea or let's say you have a movie you want us to review. Well if Josh and I can't get to it, but I have a, a spare weekend I'd love to re- review a movie you guys are looking to uh, to hear. So uh, just email us, and we'll see what we can do. Lastly, since the score ends up as a 3 out of 6, I didn't want to uh, leave you guys on a, on a bad taste. So I went through and picked three Edward Norton movies, 
and three De Niro movies. If you're looking for an Edward Norton movie, I would recommend The Italian Job or The Incredible Hulk. Or if you're into a little bit more aggressive, gritty uh, cop dramas, Pride and Glory does it pretty well. Great Colin Farrell appearance there as well. And if you're looking for a good De Niro movie, might I suggest Heat, The Godfather Part 2, Men of Honor. Analyze this. Well, you know what? Just pick a De Niro movie and it'll be worth it. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're telling your friends about us and tune in next time. For the love of movies and beer, I'm Kevin Zade. It's not the Zade. It's not the story. It's the Zade story. One more thing I would like to add is sometimes our recording schedule gets a little bit changed. We said we would record on Thursday. We ended up recording on Wednesday last week. So I would like to point out two Facebook comments that didn't get read. Michael Paisno finally loving, finally showing George Clooney's nipples some love. Saying hey, George Clooney is his favorite Batman, but only for the nipples. And then Kyle Davey commented the true identity of Batman, which you'll have to go to our Facebook to point out. Thank you, Kyle. My secret is blown.